0: Welcome back to another episode of The Scorers Table. I'm William Robbins, joined, as always, for this post-NBA free agency, post-NBA draft
1: episode, Julian McKee. What is good, everybody? Oh, my God. The world is topsy turvying once again. Whether it's uh, Trump finally going the fuck out of office, fantastic. I'm excited. We're we're further on that path. Hopefully. Knock on wood. (laughs) I'm knocking on some goddamn wood right now. You know, you got to take— any good news we get, any good news we gotta, we gotta embrace it to the fullest. But man, I can't believe the NBA draft was a whole week ago. So many things, so many uh, texts and capital letters and all capital letters yep. have transpired since then. So much. I know uh, Twitter refreshing on uh, on Will Robbins' part. Uh, uh, I, had a, you know, I had a
0: good NBA draft.
1: <laughs> I'm just, I'm excited to, to to talk some hoops with my man. Yeah, that sounds, so that sounds so weird. Talk some hoop. I've never even said talk. hoop. <laughs> no, this yeah. is, this, this is
0: going to be a good episode, because what we're going to try to do is we're going to try to touch on every single team and what they've done. So we're going to we're going to try to keep this within an hour. So we're not going to, you know, we're not going to spend 10 minutes on each team. So, you know, if a team did less then we're, you know, just going to briefly touch on and if they did more, we'll touch on it more. But I mean, there's so much to talk about, I don't even know where to begin. So let's let's just start off. We, we both have a list in front of us. Every move that has happened in the off season. we're going to start off with the Atlanta Hawks. Mm-hmm. We're just going to go in alphabetical order. Atlanta Hawks, they draft one of my favorite players in the draft, Onyeka Onkongwu, with, o- with the sixth overall pick. They also signed Gallinari, Rondo, Chris Dunn, Solomon Hill. They signed uh, um, Bogdanovich, sorry, uh, Boyanovich. Wait, I'm screwed up his name again. What is it? Bogdan. No, this is no, Bogdan. This is Bogdan. Bog- Bogdan Bajanovic. Got <laughs> it. Wow. Okay, screwed that up. Anyway, signed him to an offer sheet, which means that the Milwaukee Bucks did not get him, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Overall, they've... I, I, I don't, so this this is... I kind of like, like their offseason because they're certainly a playoff team now.
1: Yes, I think they're definitely going to make the eighth seed, which means... Which actually... Which I think this is interesting to see what – if Toronto – if, if uh, excuse me, Orlando actually moves for a Westbrook trade at this point because they've definitely been displaced out of they're, – they're actually just – they've kind of yeah. sunk below mediocrity just because of the Hawks spending a lot of money this offseason. And that actually is going to put more pressure on the Magic. So it's going to be – I think this is going to have like a little bit of a trickle-down effect in the East. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
0: the the thing with Atlanta and we, we talked about this in the past, they're really on a schedule right now to kind of win now just because of the pressure that Trey Young is putting on putting on them. And it kind of sounded like Trey Young is is like, if we don't become good soon, I'll just accept the qualifying offer and leave ASAP. Yeah. They're kind of in a tough spot. You know, Gallinari, three year, 60 million dollar deal, 20 million a dollars a year is, is pretty good for Gallinari. Um, you know, if you can Gal-
1: stand- uh, 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 excuse uh, Gallinari, who's about to be 33 and has missed like three full seasons in his career due to injury. Uh, well, again, I'm I, I, when, I, when I say I like, yeah,
0: obviously you don't want to be paying Gallinari 20 million dollars when he's 36 years old, but this mm-hmm. this it's it's a win. It's kind of a a, a win now move, and and we, I've talked about this a lot. You know, it's not um, not every team's goal is to win the championship. Some of them is just to make the playoffs and and do that, and that's kind of what they're going for right now. You know, get a get a few years, maybe make the playoff the next two years while Gallo is good. And in, in the third year, use him as a salary dump. Who knows? But I also like I also like another move they did. I, I really like the Chris Dunn signing. Uh
1: well, yeah, I mean Chris Dunn's a good defender. You can defend guards unlike anyone else on this roster. So that's and that's exactly that's, it. Chris that's
0: Dunn, nice. <laughs> I mean Chris Chris Dunn is a, is an All NBA caliber level defender. I believe he was. He only finished a few votes off of All NBA's second team defense, I think. but the, the point is he was he was close to making it. but but yeah, I mean he he he's a good wing. I worry about their logjam at wing. I wonder Gosh. if they have an i wonder wonder if they have another kind of trade worked up because they have a lot of centers right now, too, between Kongwoop, Capella they still have who has yet to play a single game for them. Uh-huh. Um, they 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 traded Dwayne Dedman to the Pistons, and we'll get to the Pistons later, don't you
1: worry. They still have Cam Reddish, DeAndre Hunter. First, they have, they have own, a lot of mock from Last year, by the way, they still have yeah, Herter. Exactly. Uh, it, it's, it's, my but, thing with the Hawks is that I'm calling the Hawks for now on at the asterisk team because <laughs> whenever the Hawks have made a move in the last like two to three years, I like it, but there's always a but. In exactly. But like, yes. ad, like, even going back to the draft last, last year, DeAndre Hunter, good player. He's going to be in the league for a long time, but he's like 23 already and is kind of a, yeah. and is not going to, he's not, I don't know if he's, he's going to be a starter on like a really good team someday. I don't know if that's a ceiling. Cam I think Reddish, he could be a low end starter, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Like kind of Denny Abdia a little bit, you know, some, some of those, uh. Oh, ones, we'll but, we'll we'll get we'll, to him because that's gonna be the last, very last team we we get to. We'll get to him soon, but um, true that it is. Alpha man, you you thought about that? That was I don't <laughs> know, my my mind isn't that quick right now. It's been a long fucking day. I've been working since eight o'clock in the damn morning. Um, but uh, uh, shit. What was I gonna say? But yeah, like Cam Reddish too. Paul George type potential on defense. Of course, uh, yeah. I know Paul George is the best player comparison for anyone nowadays, considering his current <laughs> approval rating. But no, but, but, get, but he's got a very point. similar he's body. Got a lot of, Yeah, I mean he's he had a few like two of thir- he had a lot of two of thirteen games, even though he kind of weirdly balanced it out by like some like ten for twelve games where he was yeah. just red hot, Cam Reddish. But he's got he's got potential. But for there's sure. butts there. Same thing with Capella. I mean it's nice to ha- Capella nice to have, but but like I don't really think it's a great move. Okongwu. I would say that's a good draft pick if they didn't already have Capella. But, but that's but that's why I like the
0: draft pick, because Clint Capella is not a reason not to take a, a good player.
1: That's Clint true. Clint Capella just, is not
0: enough reason. And can, Clint Capella's got enough value on his own, where if Hong Kong Wu develops really quick and proves like, okay, I'm a starting caliber center— then get Capella out of there. Capella wasn't a reason not to take on Kong Wu.
1: I agree with that, but at the same time, what's Capella's trade value even right now? Like, I don't know what well, people... Well, right are now, nothing. Get... She hasn't played. Yeah, but I don't think that it's... I've never been a huge Capella fan myself because I think that he really did benefit... Not his fault, but he did benefit yeah. a lot off the Houston offense and, and, with, and yeah. Harden's passing and certain stuff they did for him there, the pick and roll, but... I think that also it's the same thing with Gallo. It's, 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 it's good to have him. But the problem with the Hawks and a few other teams we'll get to is that you're falling for the Sacramento Kings disease where it's, oh, let's try to make the AC. Let's try to make the playoffs. We'll be competitive this year.
0: Yeah.
1: And then you fuck up your cap. You fuck up well, your cap. Yeah. You don't if this doesn't work, they really don't have any easy avenues into making the roster better. And they're kind of screwed a little bit, and that's the, and that's just a, such a dangerous position to put yourself in. But I and guess they, they,
0: and they have a contract dispute coming up here with John Collins. Who knows how much they're going to give him?
1: And and Collins is a damn good player. He's a really good player, especially I don't know like his his stats are maybe a little better than he. Is. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense.
0: No, I'm it not not saying he has empty because stats he's not, or anything, he's not a but it's good like
1: defender. Yeah, exactly. But Collins is—I mean—he could absolutely probably be like a number two guy, if not like on a on a real on a contender. He has that t- type of potential. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah, I, th- I think Collins has a ton of potential. But yeah, it's going to be—I I do really like the, the Bogdanovich signing though. That's—I yeah. think that's a really good signing. I'm I'm with that. I'm with that. I think assuming they, assuming Sacramento doesn't match yet. True, true. But I don't think Sacramento is going to like fuck up their cap that much. Even though Buddy Heal does have takers, I think in, in trades, and uh, they won't have to take that much money. But yeah, we shall uh, well, see. I would I would give this yeah. I would give this off season a B.
0: I would give it a B. Yeah, I I I think that's perfectly fair. I think that they've done enough that they're going to make the playoffs. But I mean, their entire future depends on on, on Trey Young, I think, oh, and the and the, the development of uh.
1: They signed Rondo.
0: Oh they're yeah, not. they signed Rondo too. <laughs> Which is weird. I'm gonna get. We'll get to this
1: later. But for this price for Rondo, the Lakers didn't re-sign him. It's for, yeah, cheap. this is yeah, cheap. Well, they couldn't have even gotten Rondo for like two years, eleven million. Like uh, really? Like this is that? That's weird to me. But we'll get to that later. All right. Well, let's
0: let's go on to the next team in the list. Boston About Celtics. To see DeAndre Bembry go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, let's, let's get on to the Celtics. They draft uh, Aaron Aaron Naismith with the 14th pick, Peyton Pritchard with the 26th. They signed Tristan Thompson. They signed Jeff Teague. Taco Fall is back. They lose Hayward. Cantor and Poirier both traded. Wanamaker to the, to the Warriors. Look, it hasn't been a perfect offseason by any means. They've certainly lost a lot more than they've gotten. Losing Hayward is, you know, really tough. But... I mean, seriously, what are you going to do when a team offers him $120 million?
1: I mean, the thing with the Celtics is, I you know, I, li- I like, I don't mispick. People who are talking about, oh, he's the best shooter in the draft. He's the best shooter. Yes, he has very good form and was lights out in 14 games last year. But, I mean, I think we can all agree that 52% is a little, like, oh, yeah. he might have I mean, just had a, a crazy hot streak there. Like, let's... let's. Yeah, sample he, size. He probably... Exactly. But, um, I mean, I think he's going to be a solid player. You can play for them right away. Big upgrade over semi-Ogele. This kid Pritchard, yep. you know, he's, he's such a stereotypical white point guard. It's really hilarious. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Real, he's a real good leader on his team, you know, hard nose, you know, blue they, well, they collar all, guy. Yep. Brings yep, his they, lunch pail to work. The lunch pail <laughs> example is exactly what i was
0: <laughs> I probably saw that forty times during during the draft. Like, yeah, oh, you know, Pritchard's not gonna blow anyone away, but he's gonna come to work with his hard hat and his lunch pail and get the job done. <laughs> it's like seriously <laughs> we're giving this comparison for every small white point guard. <laughs> oh, that's that's he can he can, oh, he can really shoot it, so I'm 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 here for it. Um Where the fuck is Yam He's, uh, he, he plays overseas in Israel. He's going to be really? a, uh, Ash guy. Nice. Um,
1: really, the, 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 draft and stash thing is like, it's, it's weird that it's still kind of a thing, but it was such like an early two thousands type thing. Like, oh, sure. when I think of early two thousands, I think of like throwback jerseys, Nick Cannon and like draft and stash. Like it's like <laughs> really, like really kind of a throwback thing, but, but um, but what was I going to say? Yeah, I, you know, I, th- I think it's a good, it's a solid offseason. Tristan yeah, Thompson's I an mean, upgrade over, as much as I love cancer, like, I love cancer. I think Tristan Thompson, yeah. if he keeps his shit together, is a very good signing. Teague, good backup point guard, nothing, you know, to write yeah, home yeah. about, but he's going to. It's gonna, so thrilled. He can, he can also, like, he can give, he can win you a few games just with I mean, some Jeff, hot scoring nights
0: and whatever. Jeff Teague isn't going to lose you a game. Yeah, and, was, that's, was, and that's kind of all you need from a backup. He was a good. It's a very good starting point guard, like not too long ago. Yeah, I mean he hasn't he wasn't he wasn't good last year, but I don't know how much of that was just, you know, the teams that he was on. But I wanna talk yeah, about, I wanna talk ago. about the whole Hayward situation.
1: Oh uh you wanna say that for Charlotte or for now?
0: No, because I want to talk about, about about the whole like rumored Miles Turner and Doug McDermott
1: trade. Okay, okay, okay.
0: Because Celtics fans were very upset that that that, that Indiana offered a sign in trade. They wanted Hayward. And they offered a sign in trade that would have gotten the Celtics Miles Turner and Doug McDermott. Obviously, you know, that didn't happen. He ends up signing to Charlotte. So that didn't happen for a few reasons. And I want to just touch on the on the two reasons really quick. Number one, the the offer from Indiana was reportedly around four year, one hundred and five million dollars. Hayward took the biggest contract offer, a number so high that Indiana was not willing to match it. So for everyone that's mad at Danny Ainge about how, oh, wow, how could Danny, you know, not accept the Miles Turner, Doug McDermott deal? First of all, Danny cannot force Gordon Hayward to go to Indiana. So that's not – that you can't and, – and who knows if there's going to be a sign and trade with that yet. They're still working on it. But in addition, Miles Turner is not that good. So maybe the other reason why this didn't happen is because Danny Ainge looked at Miles Turner and said, hey, maybe I don't want a center that shoots 45%, gets six rebounds a <laughs> game, and gets paid $19 million.
1: <coughs> six rebounds a game, shit
0: awful rebounder, as well as Doug McDermott, who's getting paid around $8 million a year to basically, you know, not be playable in the playoffs. So, you know, it's entirely possible that Danny Ainge said, you know what? I know we're not getting anything in return for him right now, but I'd rather have Tristan Thompson for $9 million than than Miles Turner for for nineteen. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that.
1: Whenever I hear Doug McDermott's name, I will forever think of like my, my old fucking doctor saying, uh... Dougie McBucket's in the draft. That's the steal. <laughs> from, that's the steal. It's just like I, I was early on that. Good draft analysis on my part. I was I was early on that one. I was early. Yeah. yeah. I it mean, just he, like McDermott's Mc name. His name, yeah. like, is above what he's good at. Like, when you see him in his name, it's like, oh, white guy. He's probably gonna, you know, shoot threes and whatever. Like, yep. he's he's actually he's solid. He can be in your rotation, but he's yeah. nothing to write home about. He's still got like the final he's still got like the he's like Tyler Hansbrough. He's still got like that final four was he in the final four? He's got that March Madness like stink on him. Oh, for or, sure. Like, perfume or whatever, yeah.
0: For sure. I I'm mean calling he, that the
1: March Madness cologne. Isn't
0: isn't isn't Doug McDermott like the second highest leading scorer in college basketball history or something?
1: Who's number one? General. I
0: think he's only behind like no, I think it's like Pete Maravich or something. <laughs> Pete Maravich, Jesus Christ. Or or it's like no no, I think he's like third. I think it's like Kareem, Pete Maravich, and then Doug McDermott. Something really weird like that. But I'll 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 look up look look that up in the background. But I the 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 thing I, this Miles Turner, this Celtics fan obsession with him. I, how can anyone watch the Celtics lose to Miami after beating Philly and Joel Embiid and think the solution to their problems was, wow, we need a slow seven-footer? I just – I don't understand how anyone could have watched that team and thought that that was the takeaway. Not, hey, we need literally anyone off our bench that's capable of scoring.
1: Yeah, I mean, quick seven-footers aren't exactly like easy to come by. You can't just no, pick them it's off certainly the not trees Miles Turner. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I agree. It's it's about the, the Celtics still need another bench score, another bench forward, and they this is they really have a shot with this Hayward thing. They can just pull, they I think what they should do is even though he's I, th- I think I told you over text even though he's kind of Aaron Gordony, even though he's like four years younger than Aaron Gordon, uh, Miles Bridges is kind of just getting like forgotten about completely on Charlotte right now. Like the Celtics have a chance to just like they can just like pluck him off there. Yeah. And get like another really good rotation piece okay, to build so, on for the future too. Yeah,
0: so so re- re- really quick, um, Doug McDermott is uh, fifth, sorry sixth all time in college scoring. Pete Maravich is number one. I don't even see Kareem on the list, so I wonder if wonder why that is. But number uh, number three, number two and three, Freeman Williams and Chris Clemens. Remember Chris Clemens? This guy with like the braids and the Rockets. No, he. He was um. on the Rockets. He has on the Rockets. I don't know if
1: he's got braids though. Anyway. I think he does. Oh, anyway, um. Doug McDermott went to the same high school as uh, Harrison Barnes and Fred Hoiberg. Oh wow. Yeah, Ames, Iowa. Interesting <laughs> with talent. All
0: right then. Who knew? <laughs> On let right, next let's, team. let's 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 go to the, let's, this. This is gonna be one of our quicker teams. You know, the the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, they 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 got Bruce Bowen. They got Landry Shamet. I like both those moves. Bruce they got Brown. Jeff Green. <laughs> did I say, Bruce Bowen? Yeah, <laughs> Bruce Brown. Very different player. <laughs> very different player. A a Walmart version of Bruce Bowen, if you would. Yeah, uh,
1: I go to I, I go to Walmart for Bruce Bowen. Hell yeah. Yeah.
0: No, but both I like I like both those moves. I I, I you know they signed Jeff Green, whatever.
1: Um, but I'm, I'm excited to I'm excited to, to have i am I'm I'm cautiously excited to have Jeff Green in my life. I'm cautiously excited. Like I don't.
0: You're, he's gonna score 36 points in a random game in March, and you're gonna get so excited, and I'm just gonna send reply I'm with not gonna get. i you're going. It's
1: impossible not to. It's. I had it's, Alan Crab on my team for two years. It's a, it's possible to not get excited when someone goes for 40. Anyway, so yeah, there's 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 really not I won, I won, won that argument. <laughs> I won that argument. You're right. You're right. There's really not
0: that much to talk about with the Nets in terms of you know like the moves that they made in the off season. As we get to like our our individual like um our individual divisions uh, previews, we'll, we'll talk a lot more about the Nets in terms of like you know KD, Kyrie, all that kind of stuff. But in terms mm-hmm. of what they did in this particular off season, there's really not much.
1: I actually really like. Real quick, I really like yeah. this. I think the the Bruce Brown. I mean, I made a lot of Bruce Brown jokes in the past about his jump shot. A lot. Um, that that's that's <laughs> <understated>, yes? <laughs> it's pretty. It's, it's good, good material. But I'm really excited to have Bruce on the Nets. Guy can defend. That's all. I just I don't give a shit what someone does on offense. Bruce Brown can like I I, I you do naked pushups on offenses. I don't give a I don't and give a damn. It's is basically the the
0: reverse Bruce Bra- Bruce Brown.
1: Yeah, more or less, you know. Uh, but I'm, um, you know, he can defend wings competently yeah. and guards. Awesome. I'm, I'm in on Bruce Brown, Landry Shamit. Tough year last year, especially in the bubble. But you know what you're getting with him, and I think there's potential for more. And I really Absolutely. liked him in college. And I'm didn't they did like didn't really give up anything. No. Screw it. Hell yeah. And they lost. No. They lost I think the it was a good offseason, mm Mhm. Yeah, I'm in. Season. All right, now it's now it's, now it's time to get fun. We're getting fun right
0: now. This is this is the team that oh I boy. think I think that we were both most excited for. Is that is that fair to say? The oh, Charlotte man. Hornets. So <laughs>
1: let's let's
0: let's start off with their draft. You know they they had a bunch of picks. You know the only one that I want to hear talk about is Lamelo Ball. They took him third overall. And then they thought, you know what, what would be a great fit with LaMelo Ball? And they say, okay, here we go. Gordon Hayward for $30 million a year. So now the Charlotte Hornets are paying the sixth and seventh man of the 2018 Boston Celtics, Terry Rozier and Gordon Hayward, a combined $50 million a year. Good Lord. So so let's let's do you want to start with LaMelo or, or Hayward? I kind of want to start with Nick Batum. Okay, let's talk about Nick Batum. So the thing with Nick Batum is they were going to stretch him, but ultimately they haven't. They're discussing a three-team deal with the Celtics. Um, it might. It, what I would have to guess is that you know like Cody Zeller would get sent to OKC. Uh, the Celtics would send a draft pick to OKC and Charlotte each. And then the Celtics would get like a $30 million TPE in exchange for Hayward. Something like that. What's a TPE? That's a, a it's so it's a traded players exception. So basically they could um, then they can trade for a player. And as long as he fits into that 30 million dollar TPE, it lasts a year. So, for instance, they could say, like, OK, we're going to send um, Sacramento. We're going to send uh, Carson Edwards in a second round pick to them in exchange for Buddy Heald. And even though the money doesn't make sense at all, Buddy Heald fits into that TPE. So he he just mm. gets absorbed into the salary cap.
1: Ooh, that's a, okay. I that's that 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 would actually be an incredible move for the Celtics if they could pull something yeah. off like that. All right, all right, all right, I I see, I see. So, so oh, yeah, I, was... I don't know how likely that
0: is, but I mean, literally a thirty million dollar TPE would be. I think it would be the biggest one of all time. I think the current biggest TPE ever is the one that OKC got in exchange for Stephen Adams this, this year. Oh wow! Oh wow! So of course. I, you know, normally a TPE is only like seven million bucks or so, but if Hayward's getting thirty million, that's what it would be.
1: Oh man! So I I think we have to just start with like the we have to start with the Lamelo Ball pick. Like okay. I was I was like, whoa, <laughs> when this happened, I couldn't believe it because we were because we were almost joking about it for so long. Like, oh, what if Lamelo went to Charlotte? Like it, it happened. MJ it, did
0: it. It happened. It happened. So let's let's talk about Lamelo Ball. As I as I said many times, I don't think he's going to be very good. Um. You know, he's a he's a point guard who can't, I think your words
1: who, were I think your word will was bust.
0: Well, yes, my, my I'm, <laughs> I, 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 I think he's going to be a bust. Um, I don't think he'll be in the NBA in five years. You know, that's not fair because draft picks or high value picks always stay a lot, stay around too long. I mean, Stanley Johnson's still in the NBA. So Marquise Chris was in the league last year. Yeah. exactly. So whatever. So the point is, I don't think he's going to be playing rotation minutes in four years, five years, whatever. Um, the, the thing with LaMelo Ball is he's a point guard that can't shoot or play defense. He, his best skill is as a playmaker. Um, sorry, his best skill is as a passer, but he's not necessarily a great playmaker. Um, and in exchange, you know, in getting LaMelo Ball, they said, let's surround him with Terry Rozier, Gordon Hayward, and PJ Washington. Mm-hmm. So they're really not setting him up for success here. Oh, they re I mean, they, like, re-signed, they re-signed Bismack Biombo. <laughs> wow. Truly wow. I really don't understand Bismack. their I don't I don't I do not even remotely understand why they signed Gordon Hayward. Can you try to explain it to me? Without looking, how old is Bismack Biombo? Oh god. I feel like he's gonna be younger than I think, but I'm gonna say thirty one. He just turned twenty eight. <laughs> wow. That's insane. <laughs> This, so that I remember r- the
1: other day. I don't know why I was Googling Bismack VIP, but I was like, holy shit. We get back to Ray Donovan. But um That's crazy. Uh, I my my thing, man. Oh, but, but, wait wait, wait, do you want to hear an agent shock
0: you? How uh, how old Batum is? Thirty three? He's thirty one. What? Yep. <laughs> what? <laughs> how, how is he? How did he get washed in his twenties? I don't think he's washed. I think that he's gonna have a have a good second half of his career.
1: I kind of would love Nick Batum after being on the Hornets bench for like think about thirty, it, 30 million dollars it. for
0: three years. He hasn't been playing. He's got young legs still. Yeah, it's he like, could have honestly,
1: like a dang. He could like take over the big three. Yeah, why not? <laughs> so he so, and uh, he and Andre Owens are one of those guys they got <laughs> over there.
0: <laughs> so um, so Gordon Hayward 30 million dollars I don't understand this at all um there it's like it's like the Hornets went into this offseason and said how can we make the uh how can we make the 10th seed for the next four years
1: for like how can we fuck ourselves it's I, my thing with the, with the Lamello pick it's like yeah the kid, he has a lot of potential but you trust this development system for him he, this development system I mean, MJ clearly doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. I mean, shocker there. He's took like Adam Morrison back in 2006. Yeah. Um, it's, it's the – I think that the Hornets might actually be somehow – they're almost trumping the Knicks for most incompetent franchise in the league. Well, and I'll get to the
0: Knicks offseason later. I think they've had just, a really good offseason.
1: They've had a blah offseason. I see people Which kind of sh- making fun of the Knicks online for, for their blah offseason. And it's kind of like it's a little mean actually because the Knicks didn't like they didn't fuck themselves over in like any massive way even though they tried to with the Gordon Hayward contract they really tried but to they, they didn't did. Leon but they Rose didn't. was he was he was rubbing his hands he was excited to get into the get into some true Knicksian moves but he didn't do it I'll he give him credit for that um, <laughs> even but, even uh,
0: even they saw 120 million dollars and were like oh
1: no. Danny Ainge almost took Robert Swift. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I can't really yeah. make fun of someone for not doing something that would have been disastrous. <laughs> um, but, but, but Lamelo, you know, I wish him the best, but I just can't see it. I just can't see it. It's just like the the when you hey, look in yeah. it, history is a great teacher. History is a great teacher. If you look in history as far as someone who doesn't want to change his shot can't shoot. Has defensive potential, as we as we've addressed on this podcast. He has defensive potential. I Hate that um, phrase. A.K. Long arms and he doesn't give a shit. Um, and the the going Hayward contract though, man. I'm sorry, Hayward, I talked enough about think, the yeah. Hayward contract is reprehensible. I was eating some barbecue by the side of the road on Saturday. I was having a nice I was having a nice luncheon with my man Evan. And I see this contract, and I, was, I see like some a bunch of capital letters texts from Will. When I when you get capital letters texts from Will <laughs> Robbins, you know some shit went down. And like some <laughs> Lake Shams Terrenia on Twitter, you know some shit went down. I couldn't like what? I can't I, I can't remember. I, I can't
0: remember if my text was what was W T F or ha 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 It was one of the two.
1: Mine was what the fuck? 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 <laughs> <laughs> I think I recorded an audio message to you of you, yes, my reaction. Of my react, I didn't know, I was having an attack. I didn't know what was happening. And the thing is, the thing
0: is Hayward is a really good player. But Hayward has now managed to turn one all-star appearance <laughs> into two max contracts,
1: essentially. Hey, man, Gordon, you know. Get that I- money. Get, get your money, Gordon. It's going to be, I don't, I, I really hate the fact that he's going to have to, like, re- probably just be an obscurity. He's I mean, a good player, but hey, you know his kids he's, are gonna be going to, to to fucking private school, and their kids will be too. So, you know, good <laughs> for so boy. Hey, get, get, get your money. Get your money. You know, you can buy uh, buy some tickets to the to the Panthers. Um, you know, have some nice. Sure. What what, what kind of stuff do they do in North Carolina? They have like uh like like a farmer. Farmer competitions or like like don't fairs. Don't. Hey Charlotte Charlotte yeah. seems nice though. Charlotte seems nice yeah, so, we'll Charlotte problem. All
0: right. So we've already we've already gone about a half hour here for four teams. So let's <laughs> let's, let's up, do right? half
1: the let's do half the teams this episode and half the teams next episode. All right, that's that, that's that's, that's reasonable. reasonable. That's reasonable. That's
0: not good. All right. So let's 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 talk about Chicago. This is gonna be another quick one. They draft Patrick Williams with the fourth overall pick. They got Garrett Temple in free agency. A plus, yeah. Um it's pretty much all they've done.
1: I mean, I'm I I will give this Bulls offseason so far a B minus because yeah. it it's I think that what we can see so far is that they are retaining flexibility because when you look at some of the contracts they have, whether it's Otto Porter, whether it's Felicio who's He's either expiring this year or has another year on his contract somehow. I think he's um,
0: expiring this year.
1: Mm-hmm. They have, uh, you know, Zach Levine obviously, who teams like the Charlotte Hornets are clamoring to get. It seems, or the Knicks, and whoever you mm-hmm. can mm-hmm. push them to. They have this team has a real move to make, and I think they did a good job of not messing up their cap or not doing anything stupid like the yep. Kings did last year or, or whatever. The reason I'm only giving it a B minus is a they haven't made that move yet. And, and and the other thing is, man, because I have to say the other thing. I, I didn't want to use A and B twice. So I forgot if I had used A and B in the first place. <laughs> so I was, I was going to mess that up. Patrick yeah. Williams. Patrick Williams. I like Patrick Williams. He, I think he's going to be a rotation. He's going to be a good rotation Absolutely. player in this league for a long time. But this, I was talking about history as a teacher, my old sage self, just a few minutes ago with LaMelo Ball. This reminds me so much of Marvin Williams, and his game actually does a little bit. And that's not a diss because Marvin Williams gets some shit because he was picked above Chris Paul. But Marvin year Williams, career had like a, or... he's had a very, he he's been a good player, a, a good rotation player for a very long time. For yeah. a very long time, I never heard bad words said about Marvin Williams. And, but I know, and... not that I have a bunch of NBA players in my, my fucking DMs, <laughs> but you know, I, I it seems like a nice guy. Yeah. and I was Got just to retire made, on his terms. The one thing is, I would I would have really liked Patrick Williams even even after like maybe pick eight or nine when you're going into the more like very good role player you know section of this draft. But number four, yeah, here's, number four, Patrick Williams looked as shocked as I was. I didn't I didn't know what was <laughs> happening. Good here's, lord. Here's the reason why I
0: like why I like their off season, like okay. you said they've maintained flexibility. They're going to have cap space next summer with a with a brand new front office. Billy Donovan is head coach and the third biggest media market in the entire league. They sh- mm-hmm. they should hypothetically be setting themselves up for a good free agency. They just had to not screw it up and I think they I think they did that. Again, you know, Patrick Williams, I like Patrick Williams. I don't I don't force pick in the draft like Patrick Williams. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, I don't I don't think that they had a bad offseason.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree either. It's it's a their off season is is in progress. It's TBD. Yeah? All right. Next team.
0: You want to want to talk about uh a team oh, that, did, oh. that didn't have a great yeah. offseason? Let's talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers.
1: Oh man. No, let me say. Well, I, I, they I, made I tried it. to tell you. I tried to tell you. I tried to tell you. So you you've got your glee with Kyrie. You got I know I know I, I see you with your glee will. This is I, I got to take a win for myself here. I got to put a put a put a dash in my win column on this one. Well, OK, so
0: let's let's let's, let's talk about let's let's talk about the uh about what they did here.
1: If Number you guys one, don't know what I'm referring to, I'm referring to Kobe Altman.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, it's tough. It's tough for me right now. um I think that he'll be able to turn it around. But I'm I'm losing I'm losing hope here. He did make one of my favorite moves of the entire offseason. He signed Damian Dotson. I like
1: I was I was just saying like I I think, I, I kind of like Damian Dotson. I like
0: I like Damian Dotson. I think that he can you know he's I think he's like six six. He can guard multiple positions. It was only, it was a two year four million dollar deal. I think he can someone like I think he's someone that could probably
1: play minutes for a playoff team. You got to kick the tires on. I could see him like maybe. Not Travion Graham, but, like, one of those, like, kind of role players who, like, comes out from nowhere. And it's like, oh, dude, yeah, that I know who that is. Yeah, I think I think that was a good pick. But now let's talk about Isaac Okoro. Man, Isaac Okoro, there's – if you went – if you took a – if Isaac Okoro had a Yelp page, from what I've heard, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 on, you know, just people saying a great guy. And he's a damn good defender. I agree with that. Great. He can get downhill to the hoop sometimes. Looks good in transition. It reminds me a lot of Chris Dunn. But Isaac Okoro's jump shot. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, <laughs> Chris Dunn. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited for this analogy right here. Isaac Okoro's jump shot looks like when you hold down the shoot key too long in NBA 2K. <laughs> It's like just it's it's just all kinds of weird and messed up and just it's yeah just, it's not great. It makes you it's like ugh, it makes you cringe kind of watching it. It's just I mean I really hope a coach it and become a and become a good player in this league. But that yeah. thing that thing is ugly and the track record of guys kind of in his body type skill set yeah. having success in the league in the last few years whether it's stanley johnson whether it's some other guys in in that kind of lane man i i don't i i I don't like this pick i don't like another it's a a classic it's a classic oh we need a small forward so let's take the best small forward on the board pick yeah there were there were a lot of guys
0: there mm -hmm. were a lot of guys that i would have rather had than him um I would have rather had on. I would have rather had on Wu, I would have rather probably had Advia, uh, Tappen, um, mm-hmm. uh, Vas, uh, Vassell or Vassell. What is it? Vassell. Vassell. I don't know. I, I, there, there are players I would have rather had. Tyrese um, Maxey.
1: Tyrell mean, Terry, baby. Oh.
0: Do they need more point guards?
1: Valid, va- valid, valid. Good point. Good point. Um, but I don't know. They what
0: they've 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 had a they've had a meh off. It just like. like I don't, I don't know what their goal is.
1: season, if you ask me, that team this team has not figured out this, what the the best case scenario for the Cleveland Cavaliers this offseason was to get another let's say scoring forward who can play some defense in the draft. And I think that they actually made a mistake taking their pick at the fifth overall. Mm-hmm. Instead of trading back and getting like well, it two sounds guys like, to they, it they should like have better. Oh wow. Damn. Like that? Oof. Good lord. Um I would I but the what other than that, I think the best case scenario for the Cavaliers offseason would be for them to formulate a plan. And it's clear, okay, let's try to get rid of Kevin Love. We have Drummond for another year. Let's like Yep. Either rebuild, or we'll get we can get like Jeff Green and try to and have like a delusional push for the eight seed or whatever. Like let's yeah. let's uh, I don't know why I use Jeff Green as an so like Gallinari or something like that. Least, sure. It's like pick a side, Cleveland. Pick a pick a route. Pick a path. Don't just stay at like the city crossroad they've been at for the last two years. That makes no sense. So that's all I have to yeah. say on Cleveland. Yeah. How do right. I feel about Del Vidova coming back? So let's talk about the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: man. Dallas actually actually I do want to talk about Dallas because I think that they've had a really good offseason.
1: Oh, ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. I love so, this offseason.
0: So let's let's go through. They take they take Josh they get Josh Green in the draft, they get Tyrell Terry, they get Tyler Bay, they trade for Josh Richardson, James Johnson, they get uh, Wes on one from the from the Magic. Uh, you know, they, they, they lose Seth Curry, they lose, uh, DeLon Wright, but overall, I think they had a great off season. I
1: love, I, I don't love Josh Green because you know, it's, sees someone where his ability to create his own shot will either kind of make or break him, whether if he's just like another three and D type rotation player, or he, he's like actually a starting caliber forward, but Tyrell and the, at, at 31, basically the, a Seth Curry replacement. That's the steal of the draft. And I think Agreed. he's a better Seth Curry because of some of his vision passing. And it's, man, draft, not drafting a guy because of his size or what he was when he was at Stanford. By the way, they don't have a bunch of stupid people at Stanford. It's not just, oh, I get like a 700 on my SATs and I can go to fucking Stanford. It's actually, it's, it's, it's one of the best colleges in the country. Mm-hmm. Is that, is that is Stanford harder to get into than Harvard? Probably not, but it's a good school. I mean, it's it's on it's in California, so I'm, I'd rather live there than Boston. But um, but anyway, Tyrell Terry, one of the guys I was highest on before the draft. I yes. love love I could not love that pick more, and I give it, I'm literally giving people bad grades in their draft because they passed on someone like Terry or Tyrese Maxey, and I think the I think Boston mm-hmm. passing on. Harry is reprehensible. I agree. I think it's reprehensible. Like, what what the fuck are you doing? Tyler Bay also is a lot of guys, uh, someone in the second round, a lot of guys think that could have potential to, you know, be a, be a good player someday. And I'm in on Josh Richardson, obviously tough year last year. He was in, he was MIA for until the bubble essentially, but he showed up in the bubble and he showed why he still have, has value. James Johnson. If you're ever in a brawl, you can like, uh, you know, he could, you know, do some karate, so he yeah, could I, come with a few kickboxing punches. I like, I like it. Them getting James Johnson. I know
0: he's on a big contract, but James Johnson is can actually legitimately play.
1: Yeah, like he's a, especially as a veteran who can teach rookies some stuff, yeah. brings toughness. I'm in on James
0: Johnson. Yeah. But I think that the absolute one of the, one of the steals of the offseason was them getting Josh Richardson.
1: I thought you were gonna say Wesewundo. I was like. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm mean, bad. Do, do you want me to talk about Let me, let me talk about Josh Richardson. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll, then I'll get I know to, you, to I know you advanced metricy people like Wes Awandu.
0: I, I do like, I do like him, but I want to, I want to <laughs> talk about Richardson first. And then I promise I'll get to, get to Owandu. because I think he's he good He can play too.
1: defense. He can play defense.
0: Absolutely. Um, so Josh Richardson is kind of exactly the player that you want next to Luka in terms of, this is a guy And create offense. He can play defense, and he can hit a three pointer pretty pretty well.
1: Um, he needs to just have a get amnesia and forget all of twenty twenty happened. I mean, we all want to forget twenty twenty, but Josh Richardson's last year was particularly tough. Yeah, I mean, but I think that he's the absolute
0: perfect fit next to Luca. I think it's a great, you know, like buy low kind of move on him. Uh huh. Um. And I actually think it was a good trade for uh, for Philly also because I really like them bringing in Seth Curry.
1: Yeah,
0: um, I think he's going to he's going to be a great immediate fit for them. But but I mean Richardson, you know he he's if he plays more like how he did in Miami, I think he's a, he's a great fit. And one of the things that that Dallas really was trying to prioritize clearly in this draft was we don't want Luca to hold the ball on every single possession let's uh-huh. let's try you know running him off a screen let's try you know playing you know trying to get him off the ball freeing it freeing him up um you know just just trying to so so he doesn't burn out as easily too
1: uh-huh.
0: um you know i like i love it and now now let, let, let's talk about a one do with the one podcast in the, that you'll find this. <laughs> uh, yeah. we, it's
1: what's a one-do time let's go for it
0: yeah. Oh, and 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 wait till we get to the uh, wait till we get to the Toronto Raptors much later, where I can oh, you know, talk. About- oh, man, hey. that's good. Next week, next week, we're coming with it. Next week, that's gonna be good. So yeah, so one do great defender. You know they the, the Mavericks were a really bad defensive team. They really needed defense. You know I don't I don't know how much he's gonna play. I doubt really that much. I feel like he's gonna be more of like a, um, you know like kind of how like the Celtics use Semi Ojele. In terms of just like some games he plays 18 minutes, some games he's a DNP.
1: Oh, I thought you meant like waving towels on the bench or something.
0: Well, if it was up to me, he'd be waving towels <laughs> in the parking lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but you know he can, you know he can he can, he can shoot a little bit. He can, uh, you know he can he he can he can, get, he can drive. He can, you know. Get a few rebounds. He's, he's he's a pretty good size for a small forward. He's he's uh, for a shooting guard. He's about six six. I just I think I think it's I think it's a good you know low
1: low risk high reward move. Mhm. Uh-huh. And that's all the Mavericks did this with free agency. That's what they did. Smart moves. I still think that. I, I I really I really want them to flip Porzingis. I want them to do it. I think it's. I, I, his injury in history is too, it's, it's horrid. It's one of the, it's, it's repulsively scary. And I think that that's a move that they're going to have to really consider eventually. But for now, 10 out of 10, they re- yeah. they retain future flexibility. They get, absolutely. I think like kind of significantly better immediately address fits 10 out of 10 for the Mavericks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the uh, Denver Nuggets.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They, uh, Let's see. They they lost Jeremy Grant. They lost Mason Plumley. They lost Tory Craig. They lost uh Vonley, Troy Daniels, but they picked up uh Jermichael Green, which I like a lot. I think Jermichael uh-huh. Green's a good player. They they drafted RJ Hampton, which I think is great. Uh-huh. Um and then they also drafted Zeke. I knew I, I knew <laughs> I zeke I don't know
1: what
0: to say. Zeke say zeke I think it is Naji okay so yeah, Nazi. They also draft, why are there two ends in a row zeke Naji
1: <laughs> Um I'm
0: going to be honest um, I know absolutely nothing about him
1: but Naji is like he's he's like a kind of Isaiah Stewarty he's a little he's okay. he's like the precious tochu he's like those other bigs in, as far as that he's not like a great offensive creator but provides energy he's another guy who I would kind of put in that like Kenneth Farid energy, good backup, okay. big well, type, um, type lane. And he, he's going to, he, I think he'll be able to replace Plumley and at least play solid minutes right away. Well, Denver has not missed on a draft pick in probably five years. Yeah. So I like the Hampton pick Hampton. If he was going like 12 or 14 or the late lottery where some people had him, I was like, this is a little like yep. a little high, but I think that this is very low risk and Absolutely! Like hell yeah, go for it. The and he, and is there. Pretty good at developing guys, especially shooting guards. Especially with uh, Gary Harris. Uh, yeah. Gary Harris isn't incredible now, but Will Barton, Murray, he gives them a future guy that they can. Like if RJ Hampton became like second or third best player on a contender someday, it would not shock me. I'm not second saying he will be that. I, he has a, Hampton has a ton of potential. He, he, he has really a ton does. Of potential. He does. Like the the burst that he can that he shows in transition. Yeah, the Hampton, open court, like you can't teach that. You can't teach that. Hampton was one of those
0: players where I was only gonna like the pick for certain teams. A- Agreed, and, and Denver, and Denver is absolutely one of the teams that I that I like him on. Another thing that they did, which I like, um, sorry, two more things. They they kept Paul Millsap, mm-hmm. um, which I like. You know, there were there was some talks that maybe he'd leave, but they they re-signed him. Another thing that I like that they did is they converted Bull Bull to an actual contract, no longer a two-way. But what's clear from this off-season. Is that they really have a lot of hopes for Michael Porter Jr. Mm, facts. Because or they... <laughs> you don't you don't let Jeremy Grant go if
1: if you don't think that he's going to be you know the next guy. I mean, you do let Jeremy Grant go when someone's paying him like sixty million dollars. Well, they they apparently offered him the
0: same exact contract that Detroit did. Man, but that's Jeremy a lot. Grant wanted to go because he wanted to go somewhere where he could have more chances offensively, and sure. Which He's doing he's doing what with those chances offensively? Well, oh, they'll, they'll they'll get the 11th seed.
1: <laughs> All right, let's 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 do it. someone. Play. Perfect segue. Oh, they got someone named uh, Facundo Campanzo. Hey, he's got a lot of bulls. This guy sounds like a like sure. a mafia guy from uh... <laughs> Sure. He sounds, like, he sounds like a mafia hitman. I to do my like Sopranos impression real quick. I'm, I hope he's good though. That's an awesome name. That's an awesome so, name. Ten out of ten.
0: <laughs> so let, let, let's let's talk about the Pistons now. Um, they had an incredibly up and down uh off season. So let's talk with the 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 two up moves that I like, and then we'll get to everything else.
1: Two up moves that you like? I know what they are right now. NBA draft. I was like, holy shit! Do the Pistons have their shit together? Yep. So number one,
0: they took Killian Hayes, and I believe I I believe I texted you, and my, I think my exact thing was, um, I'm so happy for Dwayne Casey. I was like, someone
1: gave Detroit their keys back. Yeah. We've Been at the bar for like seven years. Just. <laughs> Yeah, working out of their Joe Dumars hangover, they never got over it with Ed Stefanski at that home, and I was like, "Holy shit! Like this is this is a good this is a Hayes." I give that move probably ten out of ten. Absolutely, because I mean you're, yeah, you're betting ahead. on potential, especially at that point in the draft. Hayes is raw, but with some of his footwork stuff, with some of mm-hmm. his playmaking, very raw. Especially it's it's interesting because they have Dumboya from France already, who's shown potential, but raw is yeah. an understatement with him but i also really like the isaiah stewart pick like a lot of people were yeah. shooting on the pick because it's high and that, that is high for isaiah stewart i was i was hoping to see him like early 20s but as far as energy character Effort, just pure effort. Like under, kind of undersized, not the, not the most like athletic guy you'll ever find, but that guy goes after a rebound. And like, like I said earlier, a lot of Kenneth Fareed, Montrez type vibes with him. I could see him having an impact in the pick and roll. And yeah. Sadiq Bay, it's you know, I I kind of wish that I would have really understood if Detroit. Picked for potential there again but Mm -hmm. i compared him in the pre-draft to jared dudley i stand by that i think he's going to be a good pro for a long time i i really like their draft
0: yeah so i actually you said that you knew both moves that you think i'd really like my other one may surprise you i kind of like them bringing in josh jackson
1: Oh, he's not even... Oh, there he is, down at the bottom of this... Uh, down at the very bottom of the players' reportedly added section. <laughs> yes. So, so, Josh
0: Jackson, is he ever going to live up to being the number four pick in the draft? Absolutely not. But that being said, he kind of ended this season on a little bit of a heater. So, he had a stretch of games here towards the end of the season. 16 points, 19 points, 16 points, 17 points, 15 points, 8 points. Mm. So... You know, would I expect a lot from him? No. But I think that, you know, he's a former lottery pick. He's he's proven that he can at least be an NBA-level defender. So, you know, see what Dwayne Casey can do with him. Now let's talk about everything that they did that I don't like. <laughs> um. Well, where do we want to start? We want to start with the one, two, three different centers they signed to replace Christian
1: Wood. I kind of like DeLon, right? I've always kind of liked him. I, I kinda like Delon right. Solid player. Zana Alusa. I, I I like betting on potential there. Um I don't know I don't uh, know why that, they
0: got Rodney Magruder.
1: I don't know either. That's that's well, I, I don't mean. know
0: why they got Dwayne Dedman. Um Jeremy Grant, they gave a lot of money to for a position that they already have a lot of people that aren't very good there. For someone who I don't know if can create his own shot. Yep. Um or they pays th- th- that well. Yeah, I mean they paid Mason Plumley almost the same contract that Christian Wood got. Uh, but I have a, I have a I have a Christian Wood sorry a Mason Plumley tweet that I want to read for you.
1: Mhm.
0: Um, this is from uh, at Danger Cart on on Twitter. He's a good follow for salary cap stuff. Mhm. He said, "Don't think of this as a three-year, twenty-five million dollar for Mason Plumley." Think of it as a six-year $25 million deal after they stretch him (laughs) next summer. And someone commented, a true stretch five.
1: (laughs) You know, this is kind of a weird, you know, analogy, but the Pistons are like, I don't know, like someone who steals a credit card and then goes to Macy's just because they don't want before, like, the credit card owner can, like, call their company. It was like, Mm -hmm. oh, we get this bath mat. Nice. Nice, expensive bath mat here. Oh. You know, got some oh bonus deal on candy bars over here. This is nice. Uh, yeah. Nice, nice chair. Like th- th- that's what they're they're on a sh- the the Pistons are kind of on a shopping spree for no reason. And I guess the reason yeah. is that they can because they Which have like mean some big because- <laughs> <Yeah>, It's <laughs> they also signed exactly.
0: they also the exactly. Why? Yeah, you know
1: I, I, there's.
0: I mean, so here's the other thing with Mason Plumley, though, because I, I like Mason Plumley. He's good. And I actually, three year $25 million for Mason Plumley isn't terrible.
1: It's fine, especially if if the, if the Pistons were a playoff team, I'd be like, nice, you got Mason Plumley. Yeah. I mean, if, if the Celtics had
0: signed Mason Plumley for three year $25 million deal, I would have been like, oh, okay, cool. You know, good passer, great backup, big man. Isn't gonna blow you away, but isn't gonna screw you. But I don't. I just don't. I just don't understand all these moves put together. I don't know what their goal is. I don't know what. I don't know what they're trying to do. I don't
1: I think know. They're trying to like build around Blake Griffin or something. They think he's gonna be like Gold these Blake guys Griffin. don't fit around Blake Griffin. I mean, I'm. I'm not saying they do. I'm just trying to. I'm just. I'm just throwing out ideas here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean.
0: I mean, I don't get it. I really don't get it. Uh, yeah, I don't. Lost I don't Thon get Baker? it. No, I mean, no, he's a free agent.
1: Oh, where is, where's 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 Maker going?
0: He's still a free agent. <laughs> so maybe maybe, take, maybe the Beijing Ducks.
1: I'll take an L on Sean Maker on Thon Maker. I've had some good drafts in recent history. I'll take an L on Sean Maker. That was that was that was a tough one. That was a tough one. Yeah, I mean, he's. But I think, you know, I think I think it's over for him. Dwayne Casey playing him at small forward didn't help anyone. To be fair,
0: to be fair, who else is Dwayne Casey going to play at small forward?
1: I mean, absolutely, but still, also also they traded, still not really an excuse.
0: Like they 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 also, they also traded Luke Kennard, who I thought was actually a pretty good player.
1: He is actually pretty good. He can make threes. Yeah, I mean, I like Zana Musa. I'm just saying they're betting on his potential, and it's a valid bet because Musa's is like a really good D-League well, scorer, and is like well, twenty one.
0: But... that whole trade was weird because it's like let me let me let me pull and up. They, the full wait, they gave here. they
1: gave up Bruce Brown too. So let me, they, let me they took did they take back Magruder and Musa for Brown me, and Kennard?
0: Let me let me pull up the uh let me pull up the full trade here.
1: Why would they do that? Like they got, like
0: they got worse. They just got straight up worse. So, so it was a three-team deal. Um, the Nets got Landry Shamet. Uh, the Pistons got Sadiq Bay and Roddy Magruder. And then the Clippers got Luke Kennard. It just, I don't, I don't know. The whole thing is weird. Luke Kennard is like the best player in the trade. I don't know. I don't know. The whole thing is weird. Let's mm-hmm. let's 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 get on to Golden State. I I think this will be the last game we talk about on this episode.
1: One last quick thing. Oh yeah. Did they did they did they use up all their cap space? Yes. And couldn't
0: sign Christian Wood. Well, they signed all these guys before Christian Wood even got signed. That's
1: what I'm saying. Like yeah did yeah. They just waste their. time? they just they just didn't oh him my back. god what the f- oh man i'm giving the pistons a c minus i'm giving i don't i'm, I'm giving, giving them a, a- c minus for free agency i'll give them a c plus because the draft is good
0: yeah that's exactly it i'm going to give them a d for free agency and a b for the draft so it's me right in the middle of the <laughs> sounds good um okay let's let's talk about golden state warriors if clay thompson was healthy i think they had a fantastic off mm mm-hmm. mhm but God, I feel bad for for Clay Thompson. It's tough. I think that I think that James Wiseman was a good pick at number two. Uh, I think that the dude that they got at 48, Nico Ma- Nico Mannion. Mhm. Um, he seems to be a good pick for 48. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's uh, one of those
1: guys who like went viral on Instagram. Who had like his, yeah. his highlight tapes were going crazy on Instagram, but he didn't really do much in college.
0: Yeah. I mean, Kelly Oubre, you know, was Kelly Oubre is a pretty good player. I don't know how long he's going to be or how many games he's going to miss to start the season from his injury. But I think
1: mean, Oubre know, and they, and Wiggins
0: together is weird. It's it's weird. Um, But here's the thing. I think the Warriors are definitely a playoff team. I mean, I mean, I mean, they're definitely going to be like a like a good team. I mean, yeah, a, I agree. A, a lineup of Curry, Oubre, Wiggins, Draymond Green, James Wiseman. I mean, they still have a two time MVP. They have a, a two-time Defensive Player of the Year. Oubre and Wiggins are Oubre and Wiggins. Uh-huh. Um, and who knows what Wiseman will be? But they also, you know, they, they signed they signed Brad Wanamaker from the Celtics. And for as much as you know, I shit on Brad Wanamaker. He's still a a solid NBA player. He's, Good to see Baysmore
1: back in back in Golden State too. Yeah,
0: and and they brought back Baysmore I mean, overall, I think they had a great off season. I just I feel awful about Clay.
1: Yeah, me too. It's just it's, because it's, just a, it's a really terrible buzzkill for everybody. Like everybody was excited had, to see Clay yeah, back.
0: If they had had Clay back, I was going to make a bold prediction that the Warriors were going to win the championship this year. Uh-huh. Um, and now, obviously, they won't. But and also, it sucks because who knows what Clay will ever be when
1: he comes back? I mean, his shooting will still be there, but I mean, he'll probably be but moving like defense, Jabari Parker on de- he'll, be, he'll, look, he'll look like Jabari Parker maybe or something. And that sucks like the, the because the sucks movement, yeah. part of him was the defense.
0: Uh-huh. Mhm. Mhm. that's a big part, and what's the defense?
1: Yeah.
0: All right. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna wrap up there. You know, we got a lot more teams to get to next episode. Um, a few a few previews. You know, we got we're gonna talk about the Pelicans. There's a lot to talk about with them. We're gonna talk about the Thunder. They've got a lot to talk about with them. I think the Suns have had a good off season. The the Sixers have had a good off season. But we'll we'll talk about all of that next episode. Um, mm-hmm. if you're new. We'd appreciate it if you subscribed. You know, leave a five-star rating review. We appreciate it. Uh, Julian, anything else to add?
1: Oh man, thank you guys for supporting. We've got more content on the way. Let's let's enjoy the rest of NBA free agency and see where uh, see where uh, Allen Crab goes and Evan Turner. Boom. Still some guys left. I'm Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> Hell yeah! All right. Oh, the, the the Pelicans yeah. got Willie Hernan Gomez. Hey, he's an
0: he's an all Celtics killer second team <laughs> member. I always kind of liked him. He wasn't bad on the Knicks. But 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 hey, do you the the Celtics got uh, a member of their of their all Celtics team killer team? Where'd Tristan Thompson was the starting center.
1: Oh wow wow, you just need a Andrew Nicholson on the main. Yeah, what Andrew Nicholson set? doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, may be in the, he may be in Greece or somewhere. I don't know. Turkey. Uh, or... <laughs> yeah. All right, well, uh, we'll see you guys next week. (laughs) See you later.